Today's one of those Gospels. I really encourage you that you should be reading at home and praying with and going deeper. Um, today's Gospel is, is a longer one. You know, there's always an option when there's a long Gospel. You can read the short or the long version. And if you want the short version, you'll have to go to another church. Um, it's so powerful, and I can't get through all of it today. If I had my way, we would just all get Bibles, and we would sit, and we would go through this parable in Matthew 13, and we would spend an hour just walking through it. We can't do that. We're going to do our best. But I encourage you, you need to go deeper in your faith. If you don't take that chance, right, you'll never understand your faith the way God wants you to. So I want to start today, and I want to talk to you about consequences. And Jesus today, what I want to get at, the heart of what I want to get at is Jesus says something really confusing today. When the apostles and the disciples, when they ask Jesus, they say, why are you speaking in parables? Right? Why aren't you more clear? Right? So many people, I was thinking, I, I almost was going to use, well, I guess I am going to use it. There's, there's an old John Mayer song, and, he's, and he has in the song, he's like, if there is a God... Why doesn't he just speak to me more clearly? Ever wonder that? I know you can't talk. This means yes. This means no. Right? If God's real, if he's all-powerful, if he's, if he's omniscient, right? Why doesn't he just speak to me? I'm right here. He knows where I'm at. It's kind of what the disciples say to Jesus today. They say, why are you speaking in parables? Jesus, why are you veiling your message? Why are you not more clear? And Jesus seems to answer and say, because I don't want them to. And we're going to get to that. That's what we're, we're driving today. Okay, so a quick story first. When I was in high school, right, uh, way back when, Chatfield, class of 98, best year ever, uh, most of you, you know, a lot of you weren't born yet. But class of 98, uh, in my high school, there was one senior class that everyone wanted to get into. And I got into it. It was sociology. It was awesome. Best class ever. And the reason was it was only seniors. And in this class, it was super fun. And it, it wasn't a serious class. The teacher, Mr. Clark, was wonderful. He designed the class as kind of a reward. It's kind of like, you've gotten through high school. Let's have one fun class at the end. And so the class was a giant game show, literally. And we would, like, in class, we had teams of four. And you would, like, shoot darts in class. And you would, like, compete against other teams. And there are all kinds of ways you could gain points. I remember one of them, he had a day in class where you had to... He, everyone had to go out into the hallway when the periods changed and you had to use a pickup line on a freshman. And he stood in the hallway and he was like waiting for you. He's like, Larkin, okay, go. And I'm like, you know, are you tired? Because you've been running in my head all day. He's like 10 points, right? Now that girl is probably Catholic and she's like, oh my gosh, it's Father Brian. I didn't realize it. Anyway, so what happened in this class was that you could take tests, and if you ever didn't pass, there was no consequence. You could take the test over. 
And you could take it as many times as you wanted until you got the grade you wanted. And so we loved it. Everybody wanted to be in that class. They're like, man, sociology is so great. I don't have to study. I don't have to work hard. It's just fun. It's awesome. And we all wanted that. And sometimes, as men and women in life, we want our lives to be like that, don't we? We want our faith to be like that. We want our faith to be like, Lord, I just don't want there, if if I get things wrong, I don't want a consequence. Do I get a do-over? Brothers and sisters, today I want to shout at you. I want to drill into your hearts and your souls and your minds that our faith is not like that. And thank God. Because what happened in sociology class is that all of us knew that as much as we liked it, we knew that that class did not matter. It was not an important course. What I want to just drill into you this morning is that your life matters. The decisions you make, whether you pursue God or not, whether you're open to Him, whether you learn more deeply about Him, whether you give your heart to Him or not, that has consequences. And what that means for us is that your life actually matters. Your life matters so much it has eternal consequences. Eternal consequences. So in Jesus today, right, what happens in this parable is Jesus is looking for fruit, right? The sower goes out and he sows and there's three types of ground that do not produce fruit. And then there's one type of soil, the rich soil, that produces three different folds of fruit when the the harvest comes. In your life, in John 15, Jesus talks about this. Jesus says, by this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. That you bear much fruit. What does that mean? What does it mean to bear fruit as a Christian? What does it mean as a human being to bear fruit? Well, today's parable is a mirror of the quote that Jesus uses in Isaiah chapter 6. And hang with me. This is powerful stuff. In Isaiah 5, God has a vineyard. And in that vineyard, he goes and guess what he looks for? He looks for fruit. So in Isaiah chapter 5, he's looking for that fruit. If I can find my marker. There we go. Isaiah 5 He goes looking. He says, My beloved had a vineyard on a fertile hill. He dug it, cleared it of stones. He works hard. He looked for it to yield grapes. But it it yielded wild grapes. It looks like the real thing, but it's not the real thing. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah are his pleasant planting. And here's what the fruit means. He looked for justice, which in both Hebrew and Greek, justice is the same word as righteousness. Brothers and sisters, God wants you to bear fruit. 
when he comes looking at harvest time, when he looks in your life, what he is looking for is the fruit of righteousness. Right? He's looking for that. So then Jesus today, in our gospel, in Matthew 13, they say, Jesus, why aren't you being more clear? Right? John Mayer's out there somewhere being like, hey, I'm right here, God. If you want me to live differently, just come tell me. But I can't seem to hear your voice. And Jesus says, in, I, in uh, Matthew 13 today, he says, you shall indeed hear but never understand. You shall see but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull and their eyes are heavy of hearing. Here's what's going on today. Jesus speaks in parables as a judgment on the world. And in Isaiah 6, that's what he just quoted. In Isaiah 6, God says to Isaiah, hey, go out and make sure that they don't understand. Why isn't God more clear? Why doesn't he speak to the world? Here's why, brothers and sisters. There are consequences to our lives. If your whole life you say to God, I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you. If you say to God, I don't want to listen. I'm not going to listen to your word. I'm not going to obey you. I am not going to seek you out. I am not going to be open to you. There's a consequence. And the consequence is that we grow deaf. And so Israel has turned a deaf ear to God and a blind eye, and they are not worthy to hear the word of God. And that's a danger for us. If we do that our whole life, if we continually, if we say, Lord, I don't want to listen, I don't want to listen, I don't want to listen, you begin to become deaf. And that's exactly what's happening in Matthew 13. So what do we do about it? Is there hope? Of course there's hope. Right? Jesus at the end of the parable says, even despite the brokenness of the soil, right? The rocky soil on the hard path and the soil that has thorns, God is still going to be victorious. He will still produce a great harvest. There's going to be a, a tremendous harvest in those whose hearts are open to the word of God. And so Jesus gives us three warnings today. I, just, I want to walk through these briefly. There's three types of soil, right, that don't produce fruit. Right? The first type is the seed that falls on the path. And that path, right, it means we don't understand. I don't know if you have experienced this. I hope you have. You want to grow in your faith? The thing that changes and transforms hearts is when we begin to understand our faith. When I was in college, right, and I started to understand my faith, I had all these questions, and Catholicism seemed so weird. When I started to understand it, my heart saw the glory of the gospel. I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. Like, the gospel isn't about me just having to fulfill rules. And I saw the beauty of the truth. 
Do you know your faith? People in RCIA, every year when people come to RCIA, they are the people who turn out to love our faith more than anybody else. They get it. That's the first thing, is we have to understand our faith. We have to study it. We have to let the Word of God penetrate our minds and our hearts. The second type of ground is the rocky ground. Jesus says they receive the Word, right? They receive the Gospel. And what happens, though, is that when tribulation comes, a difficult time, they fall away. All of us know someone like this, don't we? We all know someone who, they were a good Catholic. And then something hard came in their life. Someone they loved got sick. They lost their job. Something bad happened and they said, God, where are you? And they leave. It happens all the time. Brothers and sisters, the gospel never, ever promises you it will be easy. God does not promise you a smooth path. He does not promise an easy life. Faith is not a fragile thing that crumbles when you and I have hardship. That's not what faith is. And then finally, right, the, the seed that falls among the thorns. And this is anxieties and the love of riches. Right now, what, what is this about? When you and I give our hearts to the world, right? when we give our hearts to the world, when all we think about is the turmoil in our culture and our minds and our hearts are fixed on that, those thorns grow up and they choke the word of God. We have no peace. We don't understand and we begin to become unfruitful. I know there's a lot going on. I bet every one of us in this church is anxious about something right now. You've got to cut that out of your heart. You have to make space for that word of God to grow inside of you. Right? When you do that, you're going to bear great fruit. So Jesus, today we pray simply for that. Lord, our, our faith is so great. Our lives are such a gift. They are so meaningful, and because of that, they have consequences. Jesus, will you remove our blindness? Right? May we remove that, that rocky soil and the thorns and the hardness in our hearts. Lord, that we may see you, that we may bear much fruit, that we may prove to be your disciples.